Welcome to the second episode of Esports The Hot Take. I'm Yugs. And I'm Alu, and we'll be your host today. We have a collective seven years of experience in mobile esports. The topic today will be about Epic versus Apple, the India ban on many Chinese apps, including WeChat, TikTok, and PUBG Mobile, and the implications of both of these events. Now, let us get into topic number one, which is Apple versus esports. Uh, I mean, Apple versus Epic Games. This is like a whole like back and forth thing from what I've been seeing. I didn't even read into it that much, but we ended up pulling it up here. It's 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 kind of stupid. Not going to lie. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, like they're having this huge, huge legal battle uh, over this. It's like two toddlers fighting over a toy, and then who's who's like the main owner of said toy, and who's is its favorite? It's, Except both of these toddlers are multi-billion-dollar companies. <laughs> Except most of these child, most of these toddlers are Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um. So, uh, now, I will be surprised if you haven't heard about this news story, uh, but I'll give you a quick summary if you haven't. So, about a month ago, about a month and some odd days ago, um, Epic added a direct purchase option into Fortnite Mobile. Now, you might wonder why that's relevant. Well, Fortnite Mobile... And every other mobile game that's on the that's on the yeah. Apple App Store, yeah, either Apple and, and, or yeah. its Google side gets like a small taxation. Uh, it's a thirty percent. Oh, oh, yeah. that sucks. So Epic wanted to skip that thirty percent and have their their consumers go directly uh, to them instead of going through the middleman of Apple, right? Uh, while this doesn't really earn them any more money, um, it just reduced Apple's profits 100%. A child one decided to say this is mine and threw like peanut butter on the other kid. Mm, yes, I, I love how we're still continuing with this analogy. Uh, <laughs> so, so uh, Apple being Apple, they saw this, right? And and I'm sure. Um, We've all heard notorious stories of Apple and, and the App Store and what they've kind of done. Uh, one thing is uh, Spotify uh, back in the day. It, it went through uh, another situation, but they also took it down for, for different reasons this time. Uh, that that time. Yeah. But Apple took, and not only Apple, Apple and Google, who, who owns the Google Play Store, obviously, uh, both of them. Uh, removed Fortnite Mobile from their respective app stores. And as you can see, two other toddlers are angry. Yes, yes. Again, yeah. Um, So, 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 um, immediately after that decision, Epic sued both Apple and Google, although it was directed more at Apple more than Google. Right. Um, so, So, here's Apple's argument. Apple's arguing that because it's their platform that they've built on their hardware, 
you have to follow their rules. Because Fortnite Mobile broke the terms of service that everyone has to sign because they broke that terms of service, Apple has the full right to be able to take down that app. That's great. That's, oh man, this is so stupid. I, I love it. I love it. Yeah. This is, this is amazing. Um, and, and Apple also pointed to the fact that if you don't like us, we're not, an, we're not a monopoly here. You could also go to an alternative like an Android system, which obviously is owned by Google. But I like how Google kind of like jumped in. It was like, oh, you know, Apple's saying something, so we'll say something. And then yeah. Epic's like, you are playing tag along, so we're just going to punch Apple in the face. And, and then we'll give you like a wedgie or something. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, it was focused more towards Apple rather than and Google. Yeah, right? Apple definitely had a much like a more yeah. increased, I guess you can say, argument with Epic than Google did. Google yeah. literally just kind of tagged along. So, so. Um, because we've been following the the updates to the story for for a while now. Um, Epic actually had a bit of a partial victory. Now, this partial victory doesn't really relate to to uh, the Fortnite situation, uh, but a judge uh, ruled in favor that Apple can't take away Epic's development tools. The reason is... Um, now, now, you might be wondering, why wouldn't, wouldn't they be able to take away something like that right it, it it sounds it sounds absolutely possible that um apple should just be able to remove it well um the the important thing is the unreal engine now a lot a lot of games use the unreal engine and because the unreal engine exists apple can't just bar epic from using anything apple related in in terms of um of uh, of, of selling their product. So, so that is a partial victory for Epic Games, but that doesn't really address the main issue of, um, of hey, can, can they kick us off? Can they not kick us off? Uh, stuff like that. Um, I mean, I guess in theory they can, yeah. but in actuality you yeah. can't. Um, and and the biggest new update uh, to the story is the fact that if you update your phone to iOS 14, which, which is the new version of iOS that came out, it will completely delete the Fortnite app off of your phone. So it's a, from a computer coding actual standpoint here, it's a UI update that detects any piece of Fortnite, even if it's just the name. So let's say you had like a notepad that was named Fortnite, it'd probably delete that too. Uh, so it just deletes it, and because it's no longer on the App Store, you'd have to get it through a third party, and if I'm correct, and if iOS did it right, even if you re-download it, it'll instantly delete it again. <laughs> yeah, well, the the thing is, it's it's very, very hard to get a version
version of of iOS uh, of of Fortnite on iOS because yes, um, yes, you you can jail hack your phone and whatnot, but to the general public, which that's not really an option for them, uh, Fortnite Mobile is dead. Because yeah, amazing. Props out to iOS for being absolute trolls. You win, epic wins. In in uh, I guess you can say uh, just a small win, like a small victory, kind of like when uh when a when a speech goes well, you know, just a small yeah. victory. Yeah. So iOS goes nah nah, you didn't win. Yeah, and and also uh, I I did want to ask your specific opinion on this, right? Because yeah, here like we've laid out all the facts, right? Alu, what do you think? Like, what do you personally think about this? Well, as you already heard, my analogies are very, very, you know, mm, open. Very, very, very good toddlers. analogies. They're toddlers. They're toddlers. Mm. Realistic. Yeah. But, um, um realistically, now I'm actually going to change the analogy to the toddlers fighting over fruit snacks. Now mm. I think that's great. Because now yeah, I can say I, fruit I, snacks because yeah. the toddler that is iOS decided to just eat all the fruit snacks while Epic cries about it. Mm, um, yeah. But uh, actually, personally, Epic can probably go back to the courts at uh, Apple saying that you can remove it off the store, but uh, making it so it's unaccessible to your phones entirely is kind of illegal in a very specific sense. They have to mm-hmm. find the right wording for it, but yeah. I'm pretty sure they can fight that. I mean... Both sides have some of the best lawyers that money can buy, so I, I don't. I don't think that will be a problem. Because in this case, like I said earlier, you can set up a form of code that can auto detect things. Um, there was actually a virus off of this where it made you play PUBG, but if you change a Notepad, you saved a note and changed it to PUBG like .exe or whatever. Uh, it would say that uh, that was PUBG, so you could just run your notepad for an hour and get past the virus. Um, so if they're doing something like that, then there is an illegal sense in it, based yeah. off of yeah. you're taking, you're monitoring someone's phone, which is illegal. That's it in theory, wiretapping, but not wiretapping at the same time. But that's surveilling yeah. at least. And you kind of can't do that in this day and age. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, here, here's my opinions about it, right? I think Apple was perfectly within its rights to remove Fortnite off the App Store uh, and everything. Yeah. Because Epic absolutely violated the, the terms and conditions. Now, yeah, 100%. There's now, definitely fine print saying, listen, this is the set pricing, this, this, this. Yeah. You're going to get this. We're going to make sure you get this. Yeah. They said, exactly. you know what? Screw that. We're going to do this. And iOS removed it off the App Store. That's fine. Yeah, like I said, like, the whole deleting like, it, that's, that's not okay. Keep in mind, we're not talking about if it's right for, for Apple to do this or anything. We're talking about like, are they within the rights to do this? And they absolutely are. Yeah, 100% for, as in the direct standpoint of taking it off their app store. Yeah. Like, you can do that. That's fine. You can take any app off your app store within your own means. If you have a proper uh, reason for it, then yes, you can do whatever you want on your own platform. But in yeah. terms of 
doing something like that where downloading a system update deletes the app entirely. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm I, sure there's an argument to be made for it. I, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna quietly uh, search yep. this and see if that if I was right if it's constantly yep. deleting every time uh, they download. Um, yeah, while Ali looks more into it, uh, I I did want to give everyone here a reminder. Again, this is still a developing story, um, and and it will change as it goes, and we'll update you uh, as we get news, right? Um, as we get updates and everything, we'll, we'll keep you guys updated, um, and we'll give you guys the latest news. Uh, now, um, we'll 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 tell you, uh, we'll tell you if it's illegal or not at uh, closer to the end of this episode. Uh, but I think we'll move on to topic number two. Before you do, there's so many from just last week of people already bypassing it. I love it. Yeah, I mean, if there's, I haven't seen a thing in terms of Android, but all on iOS, quote unquote, no jailbreak. You need a specific app for it, I believe, which is going to give you viruses. This one is just how he was able to run his game because I guess it didn't fully delete it or whatever. Um, because, I don't know, some BS. <laughs> also, uh, one important statistic I would like to... Actually, I'll, I'll bring this statistic up uh, at another point. Um, now, topic number two that, that we should talk about. India versus... Are Chinese apps mainly? You know, you, you have your WeChat, you have your TikTok, and the the ones more relevant for our uh for for our podcast is PUBG Mobile. Um, you have Mobile Legends and other similar MOBA oh. games that are all mobile, and also you have every single NetEase game, which includes a lot of BRs. So. Here, here's what I'll say. Um, India, uh, <laughs> due to reasons of conflict with China, and because they're, they're they're afraid of national security and other reasons, um, they've banned a total of well, initially they banned about sixty apps, right? A lot of the communication apps like WeChat, TikTok, um, those were the first ones hit, but. The, the second wave, uh, as it were, of 118 apps, and there's, and, and there's some big, big hitters in there. Now, um, you, might, you might be wondering, why? Why does this have such huge ramifications on, on, on India and on, well, specifically, their esports scene? Well, uh, let's talk about the primary game that was banned and the the most important game um pubg mobile pubg mobile was banned now um i i'm sure a lot of us who are in the mobile scene and if you aren't i'm sure everyone has at least heard of pubg doesn't matter what port of it it is whether it's on pc on console or in mobile right I'm I'm sure a lot of people, if not everyone, has heard about it. The thing is, while PC PUBG has slowly been on a decline for the past few years, 
PUBG Mobile, on the other hand, has been on a massive incline in the past few years. Yeah, agreed. About five, about a week before uh, this this India ban, PUBG Mobile announced a $2 million tournament. Let me repeat that again. A $2 million tournament. I'd like to remind you, the COD uh, League final prize pool was only $5.6 million. So think about how insane that is for a mobile game that is largely unheard of. Well, not unheard of, but underplayed, especially in the Western scene. I'm talking about North America and, and EU more specifically. Now, um, now I, I'm, I'm sure you would like, love to hear some stats about it. So, so here I go. Um, there's up to 50 million Indian players that play PUBG Mobile. Let me repeat that again. There's up to 50 million Indian PUBG mobile players. That is insane. Yeah, isn't there like 100, 200 million mobile players in India itself? Oh, yeah, there is, right? And and that's also an that's also something that's insane because for us, right, we can't really imagine that. Sure, in the, in the U.S., we have a big, big number of mobile gamers, a lot of it being more casual. Uh, if you did want to learn more about, you know, what's the difference between casual and, and uh, well, mobile esports, you can visit back to episode one where we outlined all of that. Um, but think about that. Over 200 million mobile gamers in India. And India has a 1.3 billion uh population that's so like one <laughs> one sixth of their population that's great so yeah. one twenty fourth of their population no longer can play PUBG. nice right nice yeah. going by yeah, the way, it's... I did see the ending of this whole FNM thing, Fortnite Mobile, with um, how to bypass it. You have to plug your phone in to your computer, download a software on your computer, then pretty much uninstall the raw file of the game from the phone, uh, just completely uninstalling it by using your computer. Uh, and then once you do that, since your phone's still connected to your computer and everything's still like open, like files and stuff, you can just open Fortnite on your computer, which then opens it on your phone, <laughs> and then it gets by everything. But if you unplug your phone, you can't play it. Yeah, and and just as a note, we don't, we do not recommend you jailbreak your phone or whatever the case may be to play Fortnite Mobile. Oh yeah, um, the second you do that, if you were ever to like upgrade your phone, the warranty, anything like that, that's instantly void. Yeah, like, uh, like let's not let's not even talk about the warranty. Um, if you don't really know what you're doing, uh, you could cause permanent harm to your device. Yeah, casually bricking your phone. I've exactly. done it. It's not fun. I don't even have iOS, and I've bricked my phone because yeah. uh, rooting Androids is actually a lot scarier. 
because uh, yeah. it's that's like messing with the raw coding yeah. of uh, the source code. And that's whew, you you type in a period instead of a comma and it, you're done. So mm-hmm. yeah, but but back to the point, right? Um, well, more specifically, back to India versus uh, mobile esports, uh, pretty much as a whole. Um, because PUBG Mobile was one of their, it was their biggest game. It was single-handedly their biggest title, right? Whether that be esport or even casually. Um, now, that, now that's really hard. That really does because yeah. their scene is actually pretty good at the game. From the last I've heard, in terms of competitive mobile PUBG, their like region is pretty solid. Um, in terms of just that high level of competing. So all of those players that are there, they're just completely fucked out of because there's still like monetary tournaments monthly and stuff like that on PUBG Mobile. In fact, I think like every week there's smaller prizes, but like from just community hosted events. And PUBG Mobile is still putting money back into the game for the community. So yeah. these players who genuinely have a shot at winning this, like winning different things like that, different events, different titles, they're completely fucked over. They can't even open the game. Yeah, so exactly. and, they and, have to take measures of doing all this, you know, other means to even open the game. And, and, and I did want to uh, elaborate on that a, a little bit. Um, so, so, so again... Uh, if you are unfamiliar with the mobile scene, and I know a lot of people are, and especially the Indian, the Southeast Asian, and the Chinese mobile scene, right, mobile esports scene, um, you might you might think, hey, this is no big deal. Um, they always have PC games to fall back on. You know, you, you got your trusty Lee, you got your trusty CS:GO, stuff like that. Right? But here's the thing: with a lot of of these players. And a lot of that population that actually plays games and can actually go pro, their first and only encounter with esports, at least them actually playing it, is mobile. Especially with a company like Tencent that pretty much dabbles in every mobile game that you can think of. Um, If it's an FPS, they're probably a part of it. Um, well, yeah, actually, they are a part of that. Just in general, they're a part of it. Um, but even some like different like character designs in terms of three D modeling, they're a part of it. Like, there's so much that they're a part of. So, even if let's just say it was PUBG that was banned itself, and that's not the only main game with a high competitive market and actual money getting put back into it, like high amounts too. Um, on a consistent basis, you know. Let's not let's say that that's not the only game. Let's say it's some other games. Tencent's a part of that too, so those games are getting banned. So now, those games where you're getting monetary investment from, you can't anymore. Uh, organizations that have signed players, when this hit, like that hit them hard, right? Because they can't. They, they're not necessarily allowed to just cancel their contract and revoke it completely. Um, they still have to pay their players and things of that nature. Of course, there's always different ways around it, but that hurts just 
everyone uh, involved in that scene in general, whether yeah. it be businesses, you know, like organizations going into players, giving them money to play, players themselves looking to get better or get into that pro scene, or just play with friends that are really good and maybe win like a small thing for. I think one of them was sixty grand. You know, split that four ways, fifteen grand each. That's not bad. Yeah, and and something that I did want to talk about. Alu brought up these, you know, measures that these organizations are taking. You might wonder what they are. Well, some of them include physically moving your players out of India into a nearby country that doesn't have PUBG banned, and that's expensive. But that is apparently cheaper and better of a choice rather than uh, either terminating the contract or or just leaving the contracts for two, three years and then picking them up afterwards, right? Well, yeah, because if you, if, all right, if the player terminates the contract, like if the player itself decides, you know what, screw this, terminate my contract, they have to pay fees, typically. I'm not so sure about the mobile side of things, but in terms of other contracts, they have to pay fees and stuff. When it's the organization side, there's a payment involved, stuff like that, from the organization to the player. So, I mean, I guess, yeah, it is cheaper, but getting housing and stuff like that, that's a lot of work. Mm. I mean, I guess if you're an organization and you're very confident that your team will do well, then sure, by all means, move your players you know, 200 miles to a nearby country, uh, house them while they still, you know, place top five and get you money. Sure, go for it. Yeah, but... and uh, to be fair, we're talking about these organizations. Now, I don't know if these specific organizations that are doing it, but the top organizations like C9 has a PUBG team, right? Um, quite, quite a few organizations of that caliber has a PUBG team, a PUBG mobile team specifically. Um, and yeah, for for those top tier organizations, they don't mind. Uh, that that amount of money is fine for them to spend. They'll just it's it's no big deal for them, right? But if you're an organization that's starting to grow, or even if you're a middle level organization, you just don't have that cash to 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 put these players in in a different country in a different place, whatever the case may be. And also another thing. Um, now, now you know we talked a lot about the players and and kind of and, and the orgs and what they have to do, what they have to go with. But the thing I actually want to talk about, and sort of the 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 lifeline behind esports, obviously, is its players. Now, we don't know how long this ban will go for. For for as long as we know, it could go on for as long as the conflict between India and China is taking place. It could go that long, right? Even if the ban was for six months, that would be really, really detrimental to these players' careers, right? Because because at, at this moment, or before the ban, they were constantly making money. Right, they they made enough money every month to support themselves, so they wouldn't need to go get a second job 
or this or that or wh- whatever the case may be. But if there's a six month break, uh, they would have to go find a different job. They would get rusty. Um, uh, they would lose team chemistry because you don't talk to your teammates because why would you? You can't play the same game. Um, stuff like that. And and the important thing, um, and, and that's just six months. Imagine a, a year, two years, even three years, something like that. And, and I'm sure, you know, that's a very, very long-term thing. And I know it won't get to three years. Um, and I'll talk about the, the steps that PUBG is doing uh, in a moment. But, um, but basically, any amount of extended break will ruin a lot of these top players. It will ruin a lot of general. Yeah, no, like it will ruin the players. The top like hundred teams or whatever, and in terms of like, for instance, Cloud Nine, they are the third PUBG Mobile team, like ranked wise. You've got like teams like Wildcard, which is second. Loops is, I think, a team or an organization out of Brazil that has an American team. But, like, you're looking at not, like, super unknown organizations, especially Cloud9. By the way, TSM has a team. Uh, Like, there's some some pretty decently sized names here, and they have to deal with this stuff. And, and so, 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 so you look at that, right? You, you look at all of that, and I mean, you, you've also kind of got to look at um, what PUBG uh, and, and Bluehole, the developers of PUBG, are going through right now, right? Because that's a huge amount of revenue that they used to get just instantly cut off. It, it's, it's instantly gone. Right? Because, of course, you can't... Like, how are you going to get money if uh if if something like that happens right also um another thing right we we've talked quite quite a lot about pubg pubg mobile and everything that comes with it yeah. again it's fine uh sure pubg's banned there must be some alternatives to pubg Luckily, the only thing that's not banned in terms that can actually relate to PUBG or has any sort of current, I guess you can say major relevance in mobile right now is Call of Duty Mobile. That's really yeah. it. So so, so we'll get into the implications of, of both of these events, of, of the Apple versus Fortnite and of, of the India ban right now in, in, in just a moment. Now, uh, we'll tell you some of the, the ramifications of both of these uh, situations. Now, uh, we won't get anything from, from Fortnite for a while. But I did want to read you out this very, very, very interesting stat. Now, Fortnite Mobile accounts for more than a third of Fortnite's player base. Let that sink in. That's okay. because of that one decision. 
they lost a third of their player base. And um, also... Player base anyways, we what? Yeah. But also only 60, like over 60% of these people only play on mobile. And even if they play on, on, on PC, um, it's still fairly rare. Right. So, 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 so that's a huge juggernaut of a game that's just gone. Right. We're, we're not going to, we're not talking about the game quality. We're not talking about any of that. Ripped As, all the 12 to 14 year olds that no longer yeah. can play their favorite yeah. game on their phone. Exactly. Like, yeah, sure, you can argue the game isn't good, but we're not arguing about that. Um, personally, I don't. I don't love the game as it is, but taking away that chance from so many players, because one thing Fortnite has been great at is been allowing younger and younger players to to get out there to earn money, to to potentially play for huge, huge amounts of sums. I know it. Let's put it this way. Even if you don't like the game, and you can compare it to League, alright? Fortnite is the league of console and mobile. And a little bit of PC, but League is also PC. But League isn't console or mobile yet. But yeah. Fortnite is kind of like League, right? You don't have to like it, but, but you it, have to respect you, it. Yeah, you have to respect the grind regardless because they put in a lot of work to get to where they are. And especially from that stat alone, what is it? One third of your player base is on phones? Like, bro, that's nuts. <laughs> that's, that's going to a school and just saying, all right, I'm dividing the class into thirds. You just failed. Like, that, yeah. that hits. That's a lot of monetary gain, too. Because all these kids that are, you know, asking for the parents' credentials, credit cards. Yeah. you know, yeah, asking for those credit cards or just money in general, like, hey, can I, can I get this? Can I get this? Right? Stuff like that. Using their allowance to get Battle Pass and all these skins and stuff. And gotta say, Fortnite is pretty funny. All right. They do have some funny references here and there. But all that money that could have been used gone yep now now fortnite you know we we can talk about fortnite for a long time uh and in fact we will have an episode dedicated to to uh what it means to be a younger player in esports and how you can kind of get into esports if you're say 14 15 or even younger 12 13 something like that if you're that age you're really interested in esports, like both of us were at, like both me and Alu were at that age, right? We loved esports back then, and 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 that partially drove us to where we are today. If you want to get involved, we'll have a future episode on that. Uh, maybe maybe next week. So I I, I don't know, um, but now that we're done with with Fortnite with Epic, put put that to the side of your mind. Don't think about that for a moment. Let's think about the India in in India ban. PUBG Mobile, and like I mentioned, they also banned Mobile Legends and every single NetEase game, plus a bunch of other uh, MOBAs like uh, Honor of Kings, uh, uh, a few others. By the way, that's that's getting big. Yeah. Um. So realistically, 
for them, they don't have an alternative. There is no yeah. alternative to turn to. Because we can't say, hey, um, we, you know, I, I can just switch over to this game or, or that game, right? Like a, a lot of the popular, um, a lot of the popular MOBAs and, and BRs have been el- eliminated. Like NetEase did a lot of BRs, including the mobile game that both of us spent the most time and kind of were the best at and, and kind of spent the most time on, are Rules of Survival. It was essentially a PUBG clone uh, on mobile before PUBG Mobile even existed. So it was good. It was really good. And then they added a lot of stupid stuff, to be fair, and they kind of killed it themselves. But there's still a really dedicated player base on there. Yeah. Um, So, 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 so here's the thing. So you can't go to an alternative because there is no alternative unless you're talking about COD mobile now cod mobile if you're someone who who likes to see trends or you want to you you want to kind of know insider information before something happens i would suggest watching cod mobile in the next few months because it is about to spike and boom actually not even a few months, more like few weeks, uh, yeah, because few weeks. the I believe the SE or the sorry Japan and SEA side. So I wasn't wrong. I think the SEA side and the Japan side are doing their championship qualifiers. Um, uh, stage four, yes. Yeah, their stage four qualifiers, which are the important ones. Okay, so they're doing their stage four qualifiers. Um, which I think is getting their final four teams or their final two teams. That's the funny thing about uh, Call of Duty Mobile's uh, championships, by the way. Uh, they kind of said, yeah, we're only accepting two to four teams from every region. So uh, if you're not in good and you don't get to the finals, then uh, yeah, so be it. Yep. Uh, but that's going to happen. And in my experience with Japanese and SEA players, they're kind of nutty. So very that's nutty. Gonna be- that's going to be interesting just to watch as a, just a spectator. Even if you know nothing about the game, you're just hearing about it for the first time from last episode and this episode, it's still interesting to watch. Even if you've only watched maybe like two Call of Duty videos, whether that be like five years ago watching like Black Ops 2 or even longer watching Modern Warfare 3, uh, it's still fun to watch. You don't have yeah. to understand it to know what's going on. Exactly. Right. And, and, and so, so, you know, because of the Fortnite ban and because of uh, the PUBG ban, now those are two distinct different audiences, right? The, the Fortnite ban is more for the NA and EU regions, while the PUBG ban is more for, obviously, for the India region, right? Um, but because of those reasons, because of that huge influx of players that will be going into it, um, COD Mobile is going to boom. Now, here's the interesting thing about that. There is a reason why COD Mobile was not banned in the India bands. Uh, and this, this is spicy. This is very, very spicy. Because COD Mobile was a Tencent game, uh, at, at least on the mobile side. Tencent did a lot of that. But about 
not not even about a month before the ban, a couple weeks before the ban, right? When when there was first the fuss about uh, TikTok and WeChat and stuff like that getting banned, they decided to publish everything themselves and go away from Tencent. And obviously, Activision is an American company, so India had no problems with keeping COD Mobile. Now, I bring that up because PUBG is trying to do the exact same thing. Of course, they're going to have a solution for something like this because that's so much money that they're losing out on every single day. So, uh, I think I mentioned this earlier, but if you did not hear me or if you don't know, the developers of PUBG as a whole is Bluehole. They're a South Korean company. Now, Tencent handled everything PUBG Mobile related. They did everything. But, Bluehole has uh, put out a statement saying that moving forward, PUBG Corporation will take on all publishing responsibilities within India. As the company explores ways to provide its own PUBG experience for India in the near future, it is committed to doing so by sustaining a localized and healthy gameplay environment for its fans. So they, in terms of the Indian location, they're throwing Tencent away. Okay. So whether that be hosting their own servers in India itself, you know, you name it. They're dropping Tencent for their Indian community because they know how many players they have in that community alone. Which is really big on the PUBG side, just on the developer side, to really notice that and say, listen, this is kind of messed up. We need to fix this or problem solve this. And it sounds like they're only doing it until the problem goes away. But if it doesn't, and that's going to call for some other attention. Certainly. Um, and, and it's great that they're doing that. Don't get me wrong. Because by doing that, they could potentially solve all of the problems uh, that, that was created by this band. Now, um, we've told you quite a lot about you know why, why these bands matter and, and kind of what happened to lead to these bands. What happens next, we don't know. All we know right now is what has already happened, right? And and that's the current situation that we laid out for you, right? Uh, Fortnite is still banned at this moment, and they lost about a third of their player base. Uh, Fortnite Mobile, that is. And PUBG Mobile and many, many other mobile games are also banned in India, which has a huge mobile player base. Uh, about 200 million, in fact. Um and that has created an extreme impact on the whole thing. So again, in the next few, uh, in the upcoming weeks, you'll see a huge, huge shift. And I, I truly think, depending on what they do, mobile esports can either become more mainstream or more, uh, more in the background. Depends on what happens. If these issues can be resolved, it will definitely come more to the forefront. But if these apps stay banned for six months to a year, I can't 
we don't know what's going to happen. But we will definitely try to keep our eyes on it and uh, yeah. update. We'll definitely we keep you updated. Now, um, I think that will be a pretty good place to wrap up this episode. Now, I, I want to give you guys a sneak peek of the next episode. Now, for the first two episodes, we talked a lot about mobile esports, right? We talked about mobile games, and this episode we talked about fans and specifically what they did for the community. Next episode, we're going to talk about consoles, specifically the PS5 and the Xbox Series X. We're also going to talk about... Exactly, exactly. We're going to have a long, long time uh, talking about the new COD game. And lastly, the last thing we're going to discuss is uh, is in fact um, the fact that Bethesda got bought out by Microsoft and kind of the implications that that can have on the entire industry and on, on the future of Bethesda. And in case you haven't heard of this, Yugs, which I'll add on to what we will talk about, is that uh, Activision wants to get a quote-unquote bubble going for the uh, pro players and the teams that they play for uh, in either, I believe it was Toronto or Los Angeles. I have a with, feeling it's going to be in LA. Or none of them, because you have players like Skump threatening to retire oh i mean you can't upset you know scum but (laughs) but those will be the great great topics we're going to talk about next time uh reminder this podcast uh gets a new episode every wednesday in the morning so uh if you check it if you check every wednesday you'll be able to see a new episode there and if you want to give us any feedback, anything at all, please go visit our Twitter page, Esports The Hot Take. Actually, I think the Twitter handle is Esports THT. I think that's the Esports hand. Uh, that I think that's the handle for the Twitter. Um, if you have any suggestions, any questions, uh, anything that you would like us to do for the next episode, please submit them there. That's the place we'll check uh, them at. And yeah, that's how you can reach us. Also on that Twitter, um, you can check out both of our personal Twitters, both of mine and Alice's personal Twitters. And they'll both be linked in the bio. With that being said, uh, I think that's going to be the end of the episode. And... Goodbye, everyone, and have a good day. Stay safe. Yep. Okay, Ali, would you mind cutting it? Uh, yeah, if I can, you know, just casually. Okay, if I can. Oh, God. Yeah, because you. In the-